Amen, church. Amen. How we doing this morning? Our God's a good God, isn't he? Amen. Worship team, thank you so much. Tech team, thank you. Thanks for being here this morning for our celebration service of what God is doing in our church and what God did this weekend. It's a good morning already, isn't it? Um, it's nice to have our students sitting up here in our shirts, some of our leaders sitting up here in their shirts, and uh, this isn't all who were involved with Invert 2019. Um, this year, from our church alone, 48 students, right? Hold on. That's not the part I'm most excited about. We had six elementary students who joined us for some mission stuff, right? And I counted this morning 65 adults who were involved in Invert in some way. From cooking food to transporting students to doing mission projects to hosting uh, a huge, huge thank you to everybody who was involved in this year's invert, and to God be the glory. Lives were changed. Communities, uh, I believe, were changed. Um, partnerships were made, and, uh, and he is to be praised for that. Um, and so this morning, what we're going to do is we're simply going to celebrate what God did this weekend, and we're going to share what we did and what he did through us, um, because... One of the biggest lessons we wanted our students to learn this weekend was that, and Pastor Matt shared on Wednesday night with all the churches here in our sanctuary, is this. Before God wants to work through you, God wants to work in you. And I believe from scripture we know that before he is going to use you spiritually, going to use you to impact your, your homes and your schools and your, your teams and your, your, your neighborhoods and your communities. Like before he uses you out there, I believe that God desires to work in you and use you here. Um, and I think this year was a year that God broke down some things in our students' lives. I believe this year was a year that that God helped our students and leaders take the next step in their walk with him. Um, stories like Danielle's is not uncommon. How, how powerful was that? Um, two years ago, we had a vision to uh, impact our communities for the gospel's sake. Um, and, sorry, I'm gonna slide here. Um, and we had students, when we first got here, students that said, we want to go on a missions trip, an overseas missions trip. We said, that would be wonderful, uh, but we're not going to do anything overseas that we're not willing to do in our backyards. And so um, we started Invert, right, through, the, th through uh, prayer and talking with our team. We decided that we're going to run a local missions trip. And two years ago, uh, we had 24 students who signed up to run uh, a local missions trip. We had eight adults who helped with that. We had other parents who came on the last day and helped as well. Uh, this year, six churches later, 15 mission projects, two Campa champions, and over 200 people 
scattered around the capital region, uh, God is absolutely moving in this area, okay? Uh, To see Friday night, to see over 200 uh, Christian students and leaders gathering together, worshiping God together, then going out and impacting their community, there is no way you can tell me this is the darkest place in America for the gospel. It doesn't look like that to me. Um, Is that okay? Um, Hello, hello. You there? (laughs) Makes me feel better. I don't know. Um, And so uh, in just a minute, I'm going to invite, because I could talk for hours about what God's done. But my voice is almost gone. Um, and, and it would be so much more impactful if I invited other students uh, and leaders too. But students first, to come up and to share their experience uh, with Invert. Uh, for those who don't know, the word Invert comes from Acts 17.6. The men who have come here also have turned the world upside down. And as we talk about being disciples of Christ, uh, we want to be people that shine the light of the gospel, that be the hands and feet of Christ, and that, that do crazy things for the gospel's sake, so much so that when people see us, they know that we are the ones, through God's power, that are turning the world upside down. And one of the things we talked about last night was this fact. The world does not need more Christian students on Sunday mornings. We don't need, the world doesn't need more Christian uh, people, right? The world doesn't need more Christians who speak about being Christians and then live differently. The world needs, desperately needs Christians, people who are following Christ, who live differently and that do something. Like it's, in the, in the culture we live in, in the context we live, in the communities we live, it is not good enough to come on Sunday mornings and to put your Christian mask on and sit here and to, to sing and to raise your hands and, and then to go back into our workplaces and in our families and in our communities and live the same exact way the world lives. It just doesn't work that way. There should be something different in the way we live our lives. We're called to be salt and light. And so uh, this weekend, I think our students get a taste, a bite of the bread, as Pastor Duke would say, of what it means to live outside of themselves. Because we are all tired, right? We're exhausted, okay? We are empty. I've got very little left in the tank after a weekend of of serving and doing everything we've done. Um, Yet, most of them would say that this was the greatest weekend of their year. Well, why is that? It's because the way God intended us for live to live is more fulfilling and enjoyable. Because when we live a life outside of ourselves, being the hands and feet of Jesus, getting dirty sometimes, sweating sometimes, loving our neighbors the way that Jesus wants us to love our neighbors, that, my friends, my students, that is the best way to live. It's not playing Fortnite. 
sitting behind your, your computer screen. It's not, uh, uh, I don't know, on social media, scrolling through who liked your pictures. God intended us to live life to the fullest, and that's uh, part, part of what we, why we did what we did this weekend. So um, I'm going to ask uh, our students who are going to share. <laughs> I just, all of a sudden, I got really nervous. Uh, I'm going to ask you to come on up here and join me. Give them a round of applause. This is a good-looking crew, isn't it? Um, so these students were involved in different areas, right? We had six mission teams this year, and I think we represent most all of them. And then for the first time ever, we split our group in the afternoons and ran uh, two separate Camp of Champions. Now, we tried that last year, which Sam's going to mention, I'm sure. But this year, it worked. <laughs> um, <laughs> sometimes you just got to try and fail, amen? Right? Um, and so uh, they were involved with different camps. And so they're going to tell you a little bit about what they did uh, this weekend. So I was on team two, which was going around in Cahos and weeding various places. The first day we weeded a park, then we weeded a street, and then we weeded a memorial. I was also a part of the Cahos Camp of Champions, and I was a counselor on the red team. So I was on team three in Cohoes where we got to you know, clean up um, West End Park and make it look really nice. Then we went over to Van Skyke Park, which is right down the street from my house. So it made me feel really tired because I felt my bed calling me, but the work was, the work was definitely worth it. And then um, on the last day we went to the Vineyard Church in Cohoes and helped paint their upstairs for their kids ministry area and also put up a projector for their worship teams. So that felt really rewarding. And then also um, for Camp of Champions in Cohoes, I was the leader of um, the red team, also called, known as the Hot Tamales. I'm really proud of those kids. They did really good. We came in second place, but um, it was just really rewarding to see the kids in my community that I've seen grow over these past couple of years just grow into and accept like all of these things that um, Christ has to offer. It's just amazing. So I was a part of the church crew, and uh, we were building a gaga ball pit for the youth group, and we also were organizing different like closets and stuff like that in the church. Um, and I have to say the girls who did that did a really good job. Um, and I was in the Cohoes uh, uh, Camp Champions, and I was a part of the red team also. <laughs> so, we got a good, good showing for the hot tamales up here. Um, I was in Mechanicville. We went to the senior center to teach them how to use their phones and how to text and things like that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And I Go learned ahead. how yeah, to use a flip phone for the first time. <laughs> it, taught, it taught Lauren how to use a flip phone. I taught myself. Okay? Oh, sorry. And then I taught them. Yeah. So. 
And we did great with that. And then we went to paint shelves and we did that in like five minutes. So we went to help Mr. Hughes to paint benches and we did that in like 20 minutes. We had an extra hour left. So we went to go weed and we did that for the next two days. And we got, <laughs> and we got to clean up this one nice walkway that was like covered in weeds and it looked horrible. And for the two days I was begging Mr. Hughes, we need to clean this up, like this walkway looks awful. It's gonna look beautiful. And so we finally, he let us do it in like the last 30 minutes that we had. And we worked so hard, our whole team getting down there, cleaning it off to make it look so much better than it did before. And it was in the same area that we ran camp. So it just looks so much more beautiful now that we could be in an area that was cleaned up just at least a little bit, made a lot of difference. Um. I think some people might, especially people walking by our groups, may say, why in the world are you taking two days to pick weeds out of brick sidewalks? And the answer to that is simple, right? And there's a couple parts, but number one, we love our community, and we want it to be beautiful. Number two, any time that you take something that's dirty and broken and messed up, and you make it clean again, it's a picture of the gospel. And when, when someone, when you're cleaning up, doing yard work, you're repainting, and you're, you're whatever you're doing, um, and someone says, why would you do that? You say, because this is exactly what Jesus did to me. And when I was dirty and broken and lost, he, by the power of his spirit, like cleaned me up. And I'm a new person. And this place is a new place. And I think that's cool about serving in those areas. So, so I'm Christian, and I worked with the boys at the church building Gaga pits. Um, we painted about eight panels in, I think, one hour with black paint. Uh, and then we went to the Cohoes uh, Manor Estates, and I was on the blue team with Cassandra. Go Blue Sharks, you know. <laughs> um, and we really had a lot of fun and taught kids about God. So I was also part of Team 2 with Simon. Um, we actually had an amazing opportunity um, just picking up weeds. Like Tyler said, it's a true picture of the gospel. But for us, it was something different because weeding is one thing, but the time that we had together as a group, just able to discuss things that we had challenges in life or actually just growing together, just talking with one another was more beneficial as a group than just even picking up weeds because that time was spent together, which was more impactful than just cleaning up the area. I think our group had an amazing time. And also, I was part of the Cohoes um, Camp of Champions, and I was the MC, and I got to actually speak with all the kids, gather them up, and actually get everything running. And it was good to see how the faithfulness of our kids these days is crazy. How the parents have taught all these students here that we need to be in there for all in because I was part of last year of a camp that we went to another location at Cohoes and we had zero kids for two days straight show up, no kids. And we were very discouraged at that point. But being faithful this year and coming back and being willing to come into the year and be part with these kids is more impactful than I ever thought. That's cool. Uh, you know, we were talking to Sam uh, yesterday, and he used the word faithfulness. And, and we talked about how, uh, you know, we are not called to bring kids to camp. And we're not called to save kids, and we're not called to, to whatever. We're called to be faithful. We're called to, 
to be obedient to God's call in our lives. And when you do that, it opens the door for God to, to, to be glorified and magnified. And sometimes, as missionaries especially, I mean, if other missionaries would attest to this, right? Sometimes things just don't go the way you think they should, right? And you can be faithful and you can be obedient and no kids show up. And last year, Ariana Altabelli and Sam, we sent them to a new location to try to run camps and they passed out flyers. And when the day came, no kids showed up, yet they were faithful. And this year, Ariana and Sam ran the camp in Cohoes, and 30 kids showed up, okay? And I didn't even go to that camp. I didn't step foot at that camp. And that's a humbling thing, that they didn't need me. It was actually better if I wasn't there. Um, and so, uh, one more question for you guys, and that is, you know, we've kind of heard a little bit about what you did out there, but what did God do in here, um, which I think is probably even more important? Well, I feel like God did a lot of things for me, but I think the biggest and most important one is I'd been struggling with a lot of personal sins lately, and while I was there, I feel like I grew much closer to God, and I feel like God is going to help me break free of these bondages of these sins. That's awesome. Where to even start? Let's start with your fanny pack. Oh, Let's yeah. start with that, Joey. I got a legendary <laughs> fanny pack from, you know, Invert 5. Pretty legendary. Okay. Special. It's tight. It's tight. But um, Let's just say God is moving. Amen? So, um, first of all, it was really special, like, the way seeing God move in just the community where I live, just, I live with these kids, I go to school with these kids, and, like, some of them I do dance with every single, like, day of the week. It's just really special, and I, being a team leader for the red team, the Hot Tamales, it was just really, like, I was blessed to say that um, all eight kids in my group got saved, so Phew, that's, that's awesome. the biggest blessing I can take out of it. And just being able to be a part of that just made me feel really special. And also just here with our group of guys, like, I don't know, I'm pretty sure this is the same for all the other groups, but like with the high school guys, especially at Simon's house, just our like 2 a.m. morning talks with Brady and all that stuff. It's just, I feel like we've become really tight-knit and become more of a family, like, it's not us like competing with each other anymore. We've turned into brothers, and that's just one special thing I can take away from this. That's good. Lights were supposed to be out at 11 p.m. <laughs> so for this whole year, I've felt God like really challenging me to step out of my comfort zone, and being up here sharing is definitely stepping out of my comfort zone. I'm way more comfortable back in the booth. Um, but I really feel like, um, well, Invert is just a great event, and it's, it's really cool to get together with the whole youth group and all leaders and other, like, parents and adults in the church and to be able to just serve. Um, so 
I, I think something that, um, something I started thinking about is that like, we're supposed to be a city set on a hill. And I think it's really cool that we had other churches um, helping out with Invert because a city can't be made up of just one building. A city is made up with made up of multiple buildings. And so having more than one church be a part of Invert is really cool. That's awesome. So um, this past year, I went through like a lot spiritually. <clears throat> um, at the winter retreat that we had in February, God literally broke my heart and I realized that I had to be with him more and actually listen to him because I've been hearing him call me for a long time and I ignored it. And then everything else that he put me through this year, my baptism, being able to speak to the group on varsity night, going through all of this was like a training course for Invert. And I think he really prepared my heart to be able to do something this year. Because last year I felt like I was there, but I wasn't like reaching the full potential that he wanted me to be. And I had so many leadership opportunities this weekend. And not only was I able to pray with a little girl and lead her to Christ, but I was able to talk to the high school girls. And during our worship service um, last night, I was thinking to myself, I was like, I wanna encourage someone. And one of my friends, she came up to me and she was crying and I was like, okay, God, speak through me. And we had a great conversation and we was able to pray with her and literally nothing is better than that. Nothing is better than encouraging everyone, encouraging the ladies about our spiritual gifts and talking to each other in the basement. And yeah, high school guys had great conversations with Brady. But I think, <laughs> I think that the high school girls deserve some some respect on the guard that we, we had amazing conversations with each other, we talked with each other, and I think we honestly grew and we understood each other, we understood ourselves more, and we were able to lift each other up because of that, which made this invert more successful, I think. So, uh, I'm, anyone who knows me, I'm a pretty task-oriented person, so I like to see something, make a goal, and get it done. So I kind of came into this thinking that, you know, everyone who, you know, over the first day we asked people, like, have you been to church? Everyone who hadn't been to church in my group is gonna get saved. You know, that in a world of sunshine and rainbows, that really would go well. Um, but it seemed that over the course of the week, and then Sam giving his testimony yesterday, uh, after there was this little girl, Mariella, in our group who said she hadn't been to church before. And she asked Sam, she was like, so if we're bold, will God still forgive us? And Sam said yes. And just seeing the smile that came across this girl's face, I mean, she didn't say the salvation prayer, but she, she knew something was, something was different. She, she knew that someone loves her, truly, truly loves her, no matter what she does. And that to me meant more than anything that we were able to go out. And even though we didn't save people, we were able to go out and share the good news with people. So for me, the change that happened for me for myself was that seeing all these kids that I've known for a long time now being little kids, 
even me, little, all of us growing in maturity and understanding one another, we all have grown to a point that all of us have levels of spirituality that I think we wouldn't have had through all the events that Tyler has organized with us. Between life groups to youth group events, all these little events that we've had has grown us all individually, but also together. Nights in life groups, we've had so many conversations that I don't even think we would normally have at school because we wouldn't even be on a level of able to communicate with one another in that way. And God has shown me that all these family members that we have here as students is way more worth it than anybody else that we have around us because these are true friends and true people that are going to be there in times of trouble and times of need. And that invert is where we thrive and where we help one another. And when we're all together in this together, we can move mountains. That's cool. Guys, I'm proud of you. Um, and I'm proud that you're willing to stand up here and share what God is doing. Uh, how about one more round of applause for our students? You guys got to see. To feed off of those, a couple very quick highlights for me. Uh, one highlight was seeing, not seeing, hearing, because I wasn't there. But Nick Rowinski, okay, um, I don't know if you remember last year when Nick Rowinski stood up here and gave a testimony of what God did in his heart at Invert. And two years ago, I don't know if I had re really ever heard Nick Rowinski talk. <laughs> he came to Invert. Um, and he, uh, he ran a game at Invert, and it was like, capture the flag. And he just like absolutely shined. And it was one of the most amazing things that I had seen, right? And somebody had taken a couple of our guys, a couple of the camp leaders, um, a couple of the older students had taught him how to like, had talked him through and helped him lead that game, right? That was two years ago. This year... Nick taught one of our other middle school boys how to run a game. And, my, and I'm sure that that middle school boy in a couple years is going to have another guy that he's going to be teaching how to run a game and to talk in front of people. Like to me, that uh, for our students is like one of the coolest things that I saw, right? Um, another highlight uh, was being at the Mechanicville Community Center. And them coming to me, like, pretty much begging uh, to be able to hire our students because of the job that they were doing. They were saying things like, we have other groups that come in, but they're boring. <laughs> and you guys are the best group we've seen here. Um, I, 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 yeah, you can clap for that. But all around, we heard testimony of that um, in partnerships and new partnerships and things that were said about our group that is just unbelievable, that had nothing to do with me and, and very little to do with our leadership team and a lot to do with the students, their attitudes, their flexibilities, their perseverance. I never once heard a complaint this weekend. And they worked long hours. Um, but praise be to God, yesterday was probably the nicest day of the year, wasn't it? Um, talk about faithfulness last year yesterday was the worst day of the year <laughs> rained 
a long time, very hard, and we were very wet. And God is just smiling on us yesterday, gave us a beautiful day. I'm going to invite a couple of our leaders up to the front to share a little bit. Now, I've taken too much time, so you don't have a lot of time. All right. Oh. Simon wrote notes, guys. Buckle up. We may be here for a minute. All right. I'm just going to hand you, you the mic, Danielle. All right. You've already shared such a powerful testimony, so I'm wondering what, what else you've got for us this morning. Okay. So, um... I was at the church team this year, and um, it's my first year being a leader, which was really, really crazy and kind of weird because I'm more of a quiet person. Um, I don't really like to be in charge of things, so um, I was in charge, and I want to give a shout out to the boys. They were working on the Gaga Pit. They did a great job, and it was really cool to see, like, even when they were done with that, they were, like, doing other stuff, and you didn't have to ask them, which I've never seen before, (laughs) so that was crazy, Um, but the girls and some adults from our church were working on organizing the loft and the resource room and repainting a kid's classroom upstairs, and it was just really, really cool to see the adults from our church serving with us And, like, they were taking orders from me, a teenage girl who didn't know what she was doing. And that was, like, in a way really humbling to me because, I don't know, I just, I've never seen someone not willing to serve before. And they just worked hard. They were always doing stuff, even if, like, their task was done. They went above and beyond. Our students did, the adults from the church. And I just really want to thank all of them for the hard work they put in this weekend because it was incredible to see. Um, But my highlight from Invert, I think, was just connecting with the girls in my group because they are just incredible people. And um, before Invert, I think we all had like little groups that we would kind of gravitate to. And I definitely got closer to my friends. But I also got to know girls I didn't know before. And now we're like best friends. And like Lauren said, there was just so much encouragement going on. Like we highlighted each other's spiritual gifts, and we just really, really understood each other, which was incredible. That's awesome. Thanks, Daniel. Good morning. Um, Obviously, without God, none of this would be possible, but without Tyler and Nikki, none of this would be possible. So we need to, yeah. I mean, Tyler and Nikki are just, they're so amazing to this student ministry, and they have just blown us away over the last three years they've been here. Um, you know, they're raising their little boys, but they sacrifice for us so much, and we're so appreciative. I mean, the, what they've done in my girls' lives is just, I have no words. I, like, I don't have enough words to thank them, but we just love them, and we're so thankful for you guys. So I had to say that first. So thank you, Tyler and Nikki. Um, a couple, and I want to tell the church too, this, these teens, these 6th through 12th graders and college kids, I know everybody puts this generation down, but they're amazing. And we do not need to fear the future because we're in good hands when we're 
older, <laughs> and these guys are taking over. They're amazing, amazing group of kids. Um, one of the couple, I have a few highlights, but I'll try to be quick. One was um, Monday before Wednesday, before our launch, a team went out and they delivered these flyers in Mechanicville to the uh, apartments and then Cohoes in the apartments where the camps were going to be. And when we got to camp, I was in the Cohoes camp. We got to camp at noon. We served all morning, weeding in the hot sun. We were hungry. We were getting ready for lunch. And these little kids in Cohoes on their bikes that are too big for them, barefoot, dirty faces, running with their forms filled out, ready for camp. That wasn't beginning until 2 o'clock, but they couldn't wait. And we probably got 14 forms before camp even began at 2. Um, and that was just so cool. I loved that. Like, they were so excited. Um, that's trying to find somebody that would take their form while we're trying to eat lunch and set up. Um, and then just each day after that, just more kids kept coming out. And again, they were there waiting for us. They would not even let us eat our lunch. They're like asking for pretzels and crackers and um, helping. They wanted to help set up. One little girl went and got her mother and brought her over. She's like, we need to help you set up. So it was just so cool to see. And I would see kids jumping on like Drew and jumping on Katya, like a couple of our, you know, teens that are so quiet. Um, and these kids just loved on them and they loved back on them. So that was such a highlight to see. Um, another was just how God really grabbed some of your hearts. I just loved that. Um, you know, some of them I saw at Grace Fellowship on Friday night. I saw some last night, went many last night. And I'm just so thankful for that. that that's been my prayer leading up to Invert, that God was going to grab your hearts. And he did. And I praise him for that. Um, and I can't wait for this new year of uh, youth group to start just to see, um, you know, what he's going to do through you guys. Um, and just the bonds that you guys made was really awesome to see. I saw a lot of bonding going on. Um, I love that. And I also loved all the hugs I got. It was so good. You guys are good huggers. So um, I'm blessed to be part of this group. So thank you so much. I did not like the hugs I got. All right. Uh, three long years ago, uh, I decided to buy a house. Um, wasn't sure if that was a great idea. I mean, I do live by myself. Probably don't need like 2,000 square feet. But, um, but I went for it. And um, I, guess, I guess I was deciding, how can I be a good steward of this space? So uh, this was BT before Tyler. And uh, I prayed that, uh, you know, Lord, help me, uh, help me be a good steward. You've given me this house. It's your house. How can I use it to, to serve the kingdom, to magnify your name, to be faithful? And um, then Tyler asked me a couple of weeks ago, would you be willing to host 1515 <laughs> teenage boys in my beloved house? If you include Tyler, it's 16 teenage boys, quite frankly. So. Cut his mic now. <laughs> I'm thankful to say God did answer my prayer about how I could use my house in a way to, to, to honor him. So uh, I saw things this week that uh, I didn't really care to see. I'm pretty sure I saw somebody try to wax their legs with duct tape. 
I saw somebody chug a cup of goldfish. There was, of course, arm wrestling and leg wrestling. Lots of games of mafia. I saw Caleb Malinowski heat up my homemade ice cream in the microwave. What's that about? And then he asked if he could put a spoon down my garbage disposal. Um, however, I'm pretty sure the worst part was I had a list of 10 rules that were ironclad. Ironclad rules. We're not going to go through them. They were printed and posted all around the house. <laughs> Rule number two was very important. Uh, one of the rules was don't go in my bathroom. It's my bathroom. Don't go into it. Uh, however, when it got backed up, because with 15 guys, plus three adults, you know, got a little backed up. So I let a few of them go into my bathroom at that point. They had permission, though. I was brushing my teeth yesterday morning. I was. And uh, there is my toothbrush there. And I put toothpaste on it, naturally. And I put it in my mouth. And I'm like, this, this toothbrush feels a little different. Um, so so uh, then I, I, I look down, and it's a, it's a Colgate toothbrush. And I'm like, I don't, I don't remember buying a Colgate toothbrush. I, I use Oral-B, recommended by the ADA. Um, and uh, so I apologize, whoever used, I used your toothbrush. Um, you're welcome. Uh, and I threw it away, so it's gone. It's gone I, I just, out of disgust. I also brought three bags of trash and put it in the church dumpster. So I hope, I hope that's okay as well. I hope that's okay. Um, uh, my house is a mess. Either way, but you, you're mostly good. Uh, Carson, I haven't found your watch. I apologize. Uh, you found... I did find uh, dirty socks. That being said... I, seriously though, serious moment, um, I do wonder, like, why, why do we do this? Why do we have this week, this, this time of uh, going to host homes, going out in the community, running camps? Because it's, it's for a purpose. And I was reading in Acts, I have my Bible, there go my notes. <laughs> it's going to be bad. I'm just, Acts 26, I'm going to read like seven verses. Paul is on trial in front of King Agrippa, at the very end of his life. He's about to get shipped to, to Rome. And Paul is giving his defense. In the midst of his defense, though, he shares the gospel and his conversion. And this is what he says towards the end. It says this. This is Paul talking. To this day, I have had the help that comes from God. And so I stand here testifying both to small and great, saying nothing but what prophets and Moses said would come to pass, that the Christ must suffer, and that by being the first to rise from the dead, he would proclaim light, both to our people and to the Gentiles. And as he was saying these things in his defense, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, you are out of your mind. Your great learning is driving you out of your mind. But Paul said, I am not out of my mind, most excellent Festus, but I am speaking true and rational words. For the king knows about these things, and to him I speak boldly, for I am persuaded that none of these things have escaped his notice. But this has not been done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you believe. And Agrippa said to Paul, in a short time, would you persuade me to be a Christian? And Paul said, whether short or long, I would to God that not only you, but also all who hear me this day might become such as I, except for these chains. Right, that's why we do this. To make Christians, followers of Christ, disciples of Christ. And I just got to ask you this morning, 
do you know Christ? Not do you know facts about him? I know lots of facts about people that I don't know. Do you know him? Do you know what pleases him? Do you know what, what he desires from you? Because we come into a state where we're, 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 we're in enmity with God. We're, we're hostile to God. We have exchanged God for things. We've exchanged the glory of God for things that don't satisfy, that don't fulfill us. We don't have peace with God. God is holy and righteous and just and omnipotent and omnipresent. He knows all. He never had a beginning. He will have no ending. He's never becoming. He's never improving. He's never changing. He simply is. And with this, we must reckon. And we've exchanged him the absolute value of the universe and said, no, thank you. I don't want that. I'm okay. But you're not okay. You're not okay. And to be a Christian is to know that you need a savior. It's to recognize that need and to plead for God for mercy. To throw yourself at the feet of the cross because the gospel is news. It is something that has happened. And what do you do with news? When I have good news, I share it. I want everybody to know. We share the news of what God did for us through Christ. When we didn't deserve it, he sent his son to die in our place so that I could have peace with God. Do you know him? Are you a Christian today? Would you be reconciled with God? And lastly, if you are a Christian, what gave Paul the strength? to testify to small and great alike. He said it right in the, in the passage. He had the help that came from God. We are not exceptional people. I'm not exceptional. Tyler's not exceptional. None of these people are exceptional. But God is exceptional. And he uses faithful people to do exceptional things. He works but he doesn't work absent means. He uses people. And I will challenge you like I challenge the students. Will you promise with me, will you covenant with me, that when you wake up in the morning, the first thing you do won't be to check your smartphone? It won't be to look at Instagram? It won't be to look, like, see if the Braves won? It'll be, before you look in the smartphone, will you get on your knees and pray Lord, I need you today. I need to depend on you today. Will you give me the strength to love people who are unlovable? Will you give me the strength to count others more significant than myself? To consider others worthy of your service? Will you love your neighbor? That's my challenge. And that's what I learned. We're going to pray together. Um, why don't you stand with me, church? Father, you are good. And Father, what you're doing in this church and around in these communities, I pray that you will continue to do. Continue to break hearts. Continue to break down walls. Continue to draw people to you. Continue to use us, Father, for your honor and for your glory and for your purposes and for your mission. May we be disciples on mission for you. 
May we be your light set on a hill for you. And before we go out, Father, may you work in our hearts, doing in us before you do through us. I thank you for what you're doing in in the hearts of our church. And I pray that you will be lifted high. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.